Support for 100 Watts and a Wire is brought to you by 100wattsandawire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. When you visit, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can become a sustaining member. Click the Donate page and pick the option that works best for you. We've got a traveling toolkit, 100 Watts and Wire gear, and activity days with prizes. That's 100wattsandawire.com. And ICOM. Get out and get active with ICOM's new IC705 and its optional multifunction backpack. And LDG. LDG automatic tuners are built with industrial quality components for safety, durability, and long life. LDG microprocessors run state-of-the-art matching firmware to find a match in seconds. For more information, visit ldgelectronics.com. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Oh, man. Let's have a little technical difficulty to start things off with. That's okay. We're friends. Too many things. And it's like uh, classic life meets amateur radio. My daughter bursts through the room right as we're live. We're totally live, but the cameras are dead. And she says, Mommy needs coffee. And back, you know, in the pantries where some extra coffee. I said, I don't even know what to say. I said, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, welcome. How's everybody doing today? It's Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. And uh, welcome to 100 Watts and Wire. It's good to have you here. Appreciate you all being here. And I got a little story for you. Got to tell you about it. You ready? Check this out. Breaking news. Christian is in quarantine. I am quarantine. It's okay. Don't freak out. It's one of these third-hand sort of um, exposures. My daughter's teacher's mother. You got that? So my daughter's teacher was visiting with her mother, as you do. And it turns out her mom tested positive. So we find this out. She teaches my child. The next night, they find out. Teacher test comes back negative. Um, And I tell my work, "Look, look, this is what happened. And uh, they were like, please leave the premises right away. Leave now. Contact your doctor. So we did that. Contact the primary doctor. All this business, they put me on, um, not because of my doctor, but because of my work, uh, put me on a quarantine. So I'm, I'm out on the bench, not scoring points, still getting paid, which is good. But uh, until the 9th, I'm out. I went, took a test. And it came back uh, negative. So all good. Twice this month, you'll remember from an earlier episode, got a little procedure done called the colonoscopy. Go back a couple episodes, you'll find out all about that. It's great advice for digestive health. But in order to do that, I needed a COVID test. Zoom up the nose. Not the not the colonoscopy, the, the test. That would be a whole different uh, kind of procedure, wouldn't it? 
Uh, and then for this thing, I had to go back, same spot, and get myself tested again. But anyway, first time on a quarantine, I doubt it'll be the last. I mean, you know, we're going to be living with this for a while. So I'm not worried, and everything is fine. But I felt that I needed to share that with you because that is life. And if you've had it, and I've had some friends, heard about a new friend yesterday uh, who's had these symptoms of COVID twice, tested negative. It's it just, you know, the science and the medical of it is it's so new. I'm like, wait a minute, you had it, had the symptoms, but didn't test, you know, test didn't come out. Uh, so that's what's going on around here. And I, and I want to share some more stories with you. But before uh, we get to that, we got to bring our boy in. Our boy is here. Look at that. There he is. How you doing, Steve? Morning. <laughs> Morning, everybody. and Or afternoon, evening, wherever you're watching this and there's a cup of joe for everybody oh, hello yeah i hope everybody's doing well we'll stop in and, and see uh who's with us steve did i tell you about uh my quarantine i don't know if i even got yeah to that yeah we, we oh yeah we we texted a little bit and then i was telling you that uh, my son ran into the same thing so That's he right. um he That's works right. at a safeway as a as a courtesy clerk and uh, same thing happened to him uh he wasn't uh, directly exposed, but one of the coworkers uh, came down with the symptoms, and because of privacy issues, he never knew if they tested positive or not. But uh, basically, work told him you're staying home for a while, and uh, he was just getting ready to start his first quarter uh, at the college. He graduated last year from high school, and so he had to miss the first week of uh, school got a, a hold of his uh his advisors and instructors and they said yeah no problem we'll we'll get you make up made up uh, over it's just a one week and so he has uh, most of his classes are virtual but he had you know um, he had to go in person for uh mm. for labs and things like that so it uh, it worked out pretty good same thing he got paid and uh he's he stayed in his apartment he wouldn't he refused to come out and he took it to the to the nth mm -hmm. degree on the quarantine so it yeah, was, I totally I understand. Yeah. I understand. I wear the mask uh, at work. I wear it in public. Uh, this exposure, mm -hmm. you know, it was it was more protocol for my job to yeah. go through this. And I was like, man, this is a uh, it's OK. I totally get it. But it was like, you know, do I have to pay a fifty dollar copay to talk to the doctor about something? I, You know, it was so far away. And he even said, you know, this is kind of a, and I was like, it's just protocol. I'm going to need some uh -huh. documentation to go back to work. So I'm glad, but I figured I'd share that with everybody. And uh, the health is good. Uh, my baby girl is fine. Uh, mm -hmm. And I've learned a little bit more uh, about even more about the virus and how things incubate and how it's transmitted. And, uh, I mean, we're learning more and more about this uh, all this the time, virus right? every day. I mean, it yes. just, uh, it's natural, I guess. Hello so. to John from the UK. He's a golf seven Romeo whiskey Foxtrot. Also hello to the no code tech. He says, hello. Nice. And uh, let's see. We can say hello to Marty. Marty is kilo Mike six Papa Romeo alpha. Hello. Good morning, Mike. Or Marty, I mean, sorry. <laughs> Good morning, yeah. everybody. Ooh, I need sure some more coffee in, to kick in. Not sure what's in Steve's cup, but he says it's coffee. Kilo five. Uh, Yankee not enough. Yankee. <laughs> uh, hello to you. Let's see. Uh, the newish tech is the no-code tech. He's looking forward to this. And, oh, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Oh, baby. yeah. Today's Halloween. Woohoo! Yeah, baby. Today's End Halloween. of the month on top of it. We turn our clocks back. 
uh, yeah. tonight. So we got to except in Arizona where they just kind of, I think Hawaii doesn't uh, change their, their time. I times think at some and, point we're all going to, yeah, I mean, just, it all, we, we need to stop this. Just stop this. It, stop it, it was a nonsense. good intentions a long mm-hmm. time ago when they were saying farmers need this, but I don't really think that they care much about the farmers. So let's just go ahead and, and farmers are up before the sun and after the sun. So stop mm-hmm. messing with the time. Uh, Tango Oscar Mike, hello to you. November 3, Whiskey Sierra and his new call sign. And then we've got a uh, uh, another greetings from Europe. Edwin is there. Good morning, Edwin. Good afternoon. Hello to you. He is Papa Delta <coughs> Zero Sierra Oscar Tango. Hello. And Jason says happy Halloween. And uh, yeah, we're catching up. Here's our friend Paul. Been there, Hi, Paul. done all of that. I imagine he's talking about the COVID, and we're trying to catch up here on the chat a little bit. Uh, Jeff, uh, Kilo Golf 7, Foxtrot, Oscar Foxtrot. Hello to oh, you. Oh, representing Washington. Hey, good morning, Jeff. <laughs> we also have Ed Durant. He's in Germany. DD5LP, good morning to our soda friend oh, in Germany. Windows. <laughs> Windows, windows problems problem. you were having problems with windows this morning yeah just a, a, it's like it went kind of stupid on me yeah it happens kirk says uh hello from wisconsin whiskey nine kilo oscar alpha hello and welcome to the ham radio show our live stream on saturday mornings here's kyle he's a local friend of mine aa zero z uh turning the clocks back Another great hour of 2020. Little facetiousness there, Kyle, but you're absolutely right. This year you are so right. It's everybody wants health. this year to be done. We'll just turn it forward uh, about six weeks or so. Yeah, Almost. We're... I won't be there, too. I can't. I kind of feel like this is the start of holiday season yep. uh, for us here, but we don't get trick-or-treaters, and this year we've got uh, the two wow. girls, 10 and 6. They will probably dress up. We've got a bucket like a, you know a trough full of candy for them because it's you know the goal is as we talk about life and amateur radio it's about trying to keep life as normal as you can especially for the kids yeah. you know they don't understand these sort of restrictions and you know playgrounds and why can't we use you know so you're just trying to keep it uh normal uh victor echo five united oscar good morning that must good be a Canadian call sign that sounds good uh edwin says thanks guys have a great show he must be out on his way uh he's out somewhere i clicked the wrong button here good morning from central georgia scott kilo three juliet sierra whiskey i love doing good morning all scott it's so nice that the, the community of people get together here here's john golf seven romeo whiskey foxtrot oh he's got some uh, <laughs> linux Linux has fewer Wait problems. He said. I guess he's got stock in that one. I don't know how this works. We're kind of uh, Apple guys here. <laughs> yeah, I'm an Apple guy myself. I do work. Uh, this computer right here is a uh, PC. Uh, but some of the brains of this um, thing that we're doing here is coming off of my Mac, which is here. If I was looking at it. Uh, Don Kilo Bravo to Yankee Sierra, India. Good morning from Good morning. Central New York. Here's Rex. Rex, our farmer. Good morning, guys. Soybeans again. Today. Oh, back in the beans again there, Rex. Good in deal. Thanks for what you do out there because that is a uh, that is a, a rough and hard gig. All right. I want to share something. I'm kind of laughing at myself because I, I'm trying to figure out how to share with you images of the work I've been doing while I'm in quarantine. 
Now, my boss, if you are watching this, I've been hard at work grinding it out every minute, <laughs> every hour, working hard to advance the mission. But when I'm not uh, on your yeah, breaks, on your on your, uh, you know, your two 15 minute breaks two per day, minute breaks and the 30 minute lunch that I clock out for religiously because I must get back. Um, 160. I've been doing work with 160 and I'm. I'm doing all this work and I always do. If you've been following this show on audio and you're following it on audio as you have for the last five years, you know that I have this love affair with 160 and those long legs. Good God almighty. I mean, if if antennas were a woman, 160 would be my type. You know what I'm saying? Those long, I better stop here. They're going to send me away for treatment again. <laughs> it's a problem. Anyway, you know what happened is uh, what what happens for me, and I'll show you exactly why, and although I'll have to show it to you in a way I'm not really pleased aesthetically to show it to you, but uh, our listeners at home, you can always go back and watch this if you want to see the imagery that we're sharing with you. Uh, go to the YouTube channel, just search 100 Watts and Wire, subscribe, click the bell, you know all of that sort of stuff. But so for you, I'm going to describe it anyway. For the viewers here today, they're going to see uh, a, a wacky way of showing you a picture, and I'll, I'll figure this out a little bit later. But anyway, what happens here is I'm in the woods, and deadwood falls this time of year and almost any time of year, but you start to see the deadwood a little more when the leaves come down, and they tend to drop down right, right across the wire. And here's why. I'm going to, I'm going to show you. Here's a picture, Steve, and it's going to be, We'll just call this a weird Halloween. And look, the weird hand is over here waving at you. Look out. <laughs> look out. Look, it's coming. Oh, no. All right. Uh, don't worry about Oh, no, another one. This is the haunted woods. Okay, this is a picture here. Just pardon the way I'm, I'm doing this here. And I'll explain to you if you're listening in audio as you're plowing snow or traveling. So we've got a... I, I don't know if you'd call it a forest, but we're we're back out in the woods uh, here. And what you're seeing, there's no filters here. There's no filters on this image. It is uh, where I've got 80 and 160 hanging. This is how I'm doing business out here in the trees. So if you've been listening to it, the beauty of being able to show you this is you can uh, you can see what I'm talking about. Deadwood up here falls across the legs of 160 quite frequently. And what's happened now? is that if you look at the tree uh, directly on the right side of the screen, the bigger one, go up, follow it up, and then you'll see a branch that's coming off. It's a big limb. It's not a branch. It's a big limb. And it shoots up toward the middle of the frame. That's where 80 and 160 are. And what happened was I've had some trees come down in the area. So it's opened up an opportunity for me to move the 160, which was a little lower on that limb. Actually, 80 meters was higher on that limb. And now I was able to put 160 up. I'm going to cut to a, a picture now where you can actually see that limb from sort of underneath. This is me just uh, shooting up at it. And it's not great, but you can kind of see what we're talking about here. And we're about 60 feet up in the air. I went out and crudely measured it with one of those laser uh, things yesterday laying on the ground. And it's not, it, you know, it's harder to see depending on what time of the day. But you know, roughly, probably just a tick under 60 feet in this position. And I like how the rope goes under and around that split there at the top of that branch, if you can see it. 
So anyway, I spent my COVID quarantine breaks and lunch hour messing around with this antenna, working really, uh, really hard. Thank you for uh, indulging me uh, on that as we're talking about moving the 160. So it was a little further down on that limb. And I'm like, you know what? It's clear. And at the time, I'm thinking these legs, you know, for half wave antenna, that's a lot of wire that's up awesome. there. Beautiful, though. And, and you know, I had it in a position where it wasn't north to south. It was actually, you know, sort of, I don't know, southwest, northeast. And it's fine. It's still a dipole, basically. Mm -hmm. So it's an inverted V, which in theory gives you an omnidirectional uh, pattern. Although I've, I've switched things around. I'll go north to south, east to west with an inverted V. And I can tell there is a slight difference. There's a slight difference. There's, you've got a little bit more off the sides. That's yeah. uh, but so uh, I, that's okay. ideally. But anyway, this was in a, originally in a position that was pretty good. It was in the clear. There were branches above it, of course, because the lines coming down, you know, in a V shape. And so there's things above it always. Uh, some things came down and the tree came down. And I, and I went out there and I was staring at the tree. I don't know if you guys do this. I was staring at the tree like, what are my possibles here? You know, what, what, <laughs> and I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Look, and I'm looking behind me. I'm like in the front. I'm like, with a little bit of work, I could move this antenna about 10 feet, maybe 10 feet higher than it was. And I was like, let's do it. You know, and the weather is broken here and it's colder. And so I'm uh, pleased to say that I was able to move it and it's in the clear sort of, you know, as, as much as this makes anything clear, you know, it's beautiful back there. I enjoy spending my time back there, but the time I spend back there in the woods, this isn't super far from my house, but uh, this is, you know, it's down the way a little bit. Steve and I were talking about coax last week, and I've got quite a run here to get to this spot and up. So it's 60 feet of coax straight up in the air, plus the run of maybe another hundred a uh, hundred feet out to the uh, switcher. Then you're coming back another, you know, to the, to the shack. But that's what I've been working on uh, during my damn COVID quarantine. <clears throat> but it's a time to do it, right? Mm -hmm. It's a time to get out there and do it. Now, if some of you would just get on 160, so I'd have someone to talk to, <laughs> you know, but you're well, making plans for that, Steve. You're, you've got some oh, plans. Oh, yeah. So, uh, list. well, this is uh, my project for the day or this weekend. Oh, man. And uh, so I don't have all the, this, these trees are in my, down the hill from me in the in neighbor's property. So out here in this part of the property is, this is my tree right here. So this is a 85 foot man lift. My tower's 80 feet and right back there, it's uh so what I'm just what I have here for for ones that are listening is I have an 80 foot tower and then uh, a, a two person uh, genie lift. It's a four wheel drive, big monster lift, and uh, capable of 85 feet. So today, uh, when we're done, uh, mm -hmm. the beam that's in the background on the sawhorses is going to eventually end up on the tower. So this is my weekend project and then uh, replacing feed lines and then uh, I'll put up another cross arm and then hang and then work on building a, uh, a new uh, 160 uh, double bazooka and uh, we'll get that hung and we'll, that is we'll so see. Sexy. What, 
So yeah, that's uh, pretty much the uh, <laughs> going to be the weekend project. And then when I'm done with that, I got another tower to stack while I have it out. Uh, just a four. Oh, we'll man. just uh, use the. Uh, we'll just move the lift over there by the shop and stack the forty footer. And then, uh, then I'll move it over to the to the house. I got some branches that uh, are overhanging the garage, and it's like, you know what? That might be a good time. I don't have to throw a ladder. That's the best part. I don't have to climb a ladder. I'll just you, use the lift to get up there. And it's like, well, Steve, you climb towers. Why are you bringing a genie lift? Because I climb towers. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> let's do it the let's do it the easy way. I mean, I don't. We don't need to beat ourselves up. So here's a question a for Ed. We're going to take a we'll take a break. Oh, sorry, Steve. Didn't mean to cut you off there. Um, no, that's fine. Go ahead. I've got I've got nature's towers. Somebody uh, mm -hmm. said if they live yep. in a rural area, they'd be uh, all over once. It's all I can do right now for now um, is to play in the trees. Luckily, I've got some big old oak trees uh, and a couple of them back there are really big. I mean, they're back. These are these are not as uh, old as you would think. I don't know if Steve can answer this question for me because I get this is another kind of coax thing we're going to add. I do coax questions a little bit later, but when does extra height balance out the loss and the extra length of feeder? So I kind of understand what he's saying. Uh, I just know that my 160 is not at optimal height. I want to get it up as high as I possibly can because I'll, I'll never get it to the point, you know. Um, so I'm playing with the same amount of coax and the same, it's just mm -hmm. a little bit higher than it was. Yeah, I didn't add any coax to it. But I know what Ed, he's saying. Yeah, it, it's you're gonna Ed, you're gonna have more uh, issues with length of coax versus the height and the benefits at uh, VHF and above, where you're gonna have higher losses in uh, in feed line versus uh, getting the antenna up higher to uh, to extend your line of sight. Uh, and that's the bigger that's the bigger issue when it comes to height versus coax length but here at, on the hf world 160 through 10 meters it's a pretty much a non-issue then then you're going to get into the you know height is going to be a bigger factor for your uh if you really want to get into the weeds your takeoff angle and um so and that's that's another factor with frequency so, and you know quarter wavelength half wavelength one full wavelength it's so it's uh it for here on hf length and height uh, they, they don't correlate vhf uhf it, there's a big correlation on height and uh, coax length all right so good thanks for that question there and if you do have questions we'll try to mix them in here um got some things we want to talk about today and we'll go back to um uh, coax a little bit later in the show because we're going to talk about connectors uh, this week. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, uh, Steve's going to break in to exploring more connectors. So hang with us just a minute. More contacts, less alpha hotels. This is 100 watts and a wire. The ICOM 705 is your perfect QRP companion as you have base station features and functionality at the tip of your fingers but it's in a portable package covering HF 6 meters, 2 meters, and 70 centimeters. This compact rig weighs in at 1 kilo, or just over 2 pounds. With RF direct sampling for most of the HF band, and IF sampling for frequencies above 25 megahertz. 
It's got that large 4.3-inch color touchscreen with live band scope and waterfall. And the perfect accessory for the IC705 is the optional backpack. It's the LC192. It has a special compartment for the IC705 and room for accessories for soda activations or just a day in the park. Visit icomamerica.com amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. Made in America, shared worldwide. This is 100 watts and a wire. All righty, friends, welcome back here. We're having a lot of fun teaching in this sort of new format. Steve and I have always talked about doing videos for YouTube. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I started one up and I thought, man, it's just another mouth to feed. Then <laughs> just, you know, it's harder because the focus was on the audio, the podcast, you know, which still has a great audience and still growing, which is amazing. The more of these shows we put out, the more uh, people gravitate toward, you know, this is just turning on the cameras on the show. So what we're saying, in other words, is this show becomes the audio show. So it's one and the same, and it feels better. Uh, it's easier to produce. It's not uh, labor intensive. But one thing we have here is that we can actually teach you and show you a couple things, which is really cool. And uh, I think we really started off with uh, coax last week. And there's there's some questions, and I'll sift through them as Steve gets going. But another essential part of your coax and your system and, you know, these things aren't cheap all the time. It's all relative, right? Depends on what you're getting and how much you're changing them and are you doing it right. But uh, connectors on your coax can really change an activation. It could really ruin your day. It can make you, and I'm speaking from experience, it could send you out into the snow, laying down on your back, in your pajamas, flannel ones, the ones that sop up the wetness and make you freeze <laughs> to death. You know, like you right. get can get nutty over a connector. And, and we can get into down the line a little bit talking about how to troubleshoot a connector because I can't, I, I mean, if he could isolate my text messages alone, it's a book. We should put out a book, Steve. It's, it's like Q&A over every ham radio related topic. It's probably a good idea. We're going to do that. Um, but it's like checking the connectors, how to do the connectors. Where do you start with the connector? Uh, and so instead of going case by case, I think we'll just look at some of the connectors mm -hmm. and, uh, and let Steve go ahead and take it from here. I will monitor yeah. chat for questions and uh, I'll pull Steve up here and get you going. Go ahead, Steve. So, yeah, so we're, we're just going to go cover just some basic connectors that the, 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 the common ones that we use. Uh, and so this is just a, you know, PL259 or the UHF connector that, uh, and, and pretty much all our equipment has that. Uh, and so, and then we have some BNC connectors for, and, and connectors. Oops, we got cables going everywhere. So. This is a, a BNC connector uh, right here, and that's tip. You might find them on QRP rigs and uh, on the back of some of your uh, your HF rigs. And then we have uh, the variable N connector, which is a little more specialized. You're going to see that more so in the UHF VHF world, but but for the most part, you know, we're dealing with. Um, let's. I just got some. PL259 connectors here so and these are the are the males and then for um for the female side they typically called the SO239 this is just happens to be a uh, an antenna switch and uh, so 
But we, what I want to kind of address on um, there's different styles of connectors. So if let's see if we can do this right. So you can see kind of that brown. Uh, sorry for the popping in the mic. You can see that brown uh, phenolic insulator. And uh, this is kind of a this was a very popular connector for many, many years. And um, but uh, it doesn't really do well. It doesn't have good insulating properties at, at higher frequencies. But so the this connector has a Teflon um, insulator in the center. And these happen to be a, a better connector. Now, let me look at these two bodies here of these uh, of these connectors. So this is a silver connector. It's actually silver plated. And if it's really hard to tell, but the, the, uh, the body is tarnished. And that's one way to tell that it's uh, a silver connector. And then if you look, as I peel the, uh, the, the, the barrel back, you can see how it's a lot, it's, it's shinier on the inside where it's uh, right up in here where it's the silver hasn't been exposed to to the elements and so these are the connectors you want because they solder very well if you're going to so if you're going to do a solder connection they uh, the solder takes very it adheres to the um to the silver much better and then when you're making your uh, your solder connections this one yeah, look at this shiny little guy well this is nickel plated and it just happens to be one with the phenolic. And these are the guys that are cheap. These, these are you, you'll find at Hamfest or uh, some electronic store or whatever, Radio Shack, when they were in business. These connectors were available. You know, they were everywhere. And they look all nice and shiny. And they're great. Woo, we get all, you know. And they, this is an old connector. This has been around for years and years and years. And uh, the reason I know is, if uh, let's see if we can get in here you can see how the uh, the lead here when it was soldered is pretty dull it's i don't even think it's a pretty a decent uh, uh connection i i would consider it as a cold solder joint here's a another nickel plated one with the uh, a, just a different color phenolic uh, uh insulator so these are solder connectors. One has a couple of these have RG58 uh, cable. And this one has uh, uh, 8x, and so so we got solder type connectors. And then here's the the amphenol, the big guy. This is the this is a silver plated uh, solder. Let's pull off the barrel solder connector. Pretty much the the standard when it comes to uh, UHF connectors. This is this is the guy. But you do pay. Oh gosh, <laughs> you do pay a a premium for it. They're they're not cheap, um, but these are truly uh, silver plated. And that and that and that's where I kind of go for is a a silver plated connector. Yes, you're paying a little bit more as far as a connector goes, but. You know, you get what you pay for. And so last week we talked about, you know, the investment into your coax and, you know, getting uh, a decent uh, run of uh, feed line. Now we got to take it one more step. And the next step is getting decent uh, uh, connectors. So there's basically three styles of connectors. You have solder connectors, which is like this amphenol. Then we have crimp connectors which is this guy here. 
uh, get so he's just strictly a a crimp and then there is a, a ferrule that goes over and everything is crimped and including the the center pin right here you actually crimping right on the tip of the uh of the center pin of a uh a pl259 it's great uh it's really easy to do the problem is if you don't do them on a regular basis you have to buy this guy and this is a crimp tool and typically a high quality crimp tool this particular um, crimp tool is made by Amphenol and uh, the body's around a hundred dollars uh, just for the for the the crimping handle but then you have your dies which are also another sixty to seventy dollars depending on uh, depending on the uh, on the die that you put in and then you have to have multiples or multiple dies I have multiple handles so this is all set up for RG uh, 58142.59 and then this particular tool is set up for uh, 213 RG8 uh, yeah 58.59.142 on the other one and and eight two thirteen on the on the second tool. So and that's so it, smart to have two tools with different dies <laughs> because changing the dies it's mm -hmm. not that it's a hard it's, situation, but it, it does take a little bit of time. And you're like, mm -hmm. where do my dies go? If, if you're me, or where's yeah. the tool to change the yeah. die? That's a smart and, tip. And it's just another added you know cost. Now, if you're doing it a lot, then great. So then you, then you have the the crimp, um, all crimp. And they have their benefits, then they have their drawbacks. And then the last is the, uh, which I really like, is these, this particular connector. Let's say it's, it's crimped. The shield is crimped, but the center conductor is soldered. And uh, what I like about this is uh, if you're going to have a dipole in the air like, uh, like you have, Christian, you're going to have all that weight that's going to be hanging down. And um, the, I like having the center pin uh, soldered because now it's going to hold up the, the cable. I ran into that problem. You know, we talked about it when I used a crimp connector. Didn't think about it. I just crimped it, stuck it up. A couple years later, that center pin, the wire from the center pin just kind of worked its way back and uh, created an open. And it was in the middle of winter. So there I am out there in the snow with my table and uh, re repairing uh, a uh, <laughs> an antenna system and it bit me in the butt and I you know at the time when I did it was like oh just because we just do it all the time we crimp things up and boom and then I was like oh duh so um, so there's those styles and as far as uh, connectors but invest in a, a decent you know connectors and uh, for your for your cables now, if you're only making up a couple of them and you just, you don't have the time, you know, time is, you know, our time is very limited in this hobby and in, in life, you can go to, um, you can go to say DX engineering or AVR and uh, let me switch screens here and you can go over here to, uh, so we're here on ABR's uh, website. And you can, um, we'll just click here and you can build a cable. So we'll just uh, kind of run through it when this uh, <laughs> pops up. Okay, so here we have the, the cable builder. We can, uh, we'll just pick a, uh, a cable here. So let's, uh, 
uh, go from here and we'll just make it 213 and then uh, we'll make it uh, 50 feet uh, as far as cable goes and then then th this is the cool part now you can uh, select what kind of connector you have on each end and this is whatever there's you know bnc female bulkheads reverse polarity we go down to end connectors smas and then but let's go down to the the uhf male so we'll pick as a one connector and uh there it is uhf male and then the uh second cable we'll just do the same thing or you can uh you can make it a if you just need a uh, let's go with uhf female just for for giggles here and now you can have an extension cable and then here you go you add it to the carts about 78 dollars for the for that run it's a professionally made cable but it's quality cable and it's all done like i said these these uh <laughs> these tools add up now if you're doing a lot of them great it's it's awesome if uh if you're only doing one or two maybe this might be the way to go think about it it's uh, you know ideally everybody should be making up your own cables and and learning how to do that but some of us don't have the the time the we don't feel comfortable with doing it and um you know, a, a bag of uh 24 of these uh, dx engineering cables is like 74 dollars for it so they're you know the connectors are not cheap and if you don't do it right and you just have one little strand from the uh, from the shield shorting out your uh, connector, then it's like, ah, oh, geez, I ruined another connector. And there goes, you know, four or five dollars uh, for a connector. So there, there's there. Oh, yep. We've all been there, done it uh, a bunch of times. So we're, it's, you know, comes down to what's your time worth? What uh, what is, um, you know, your how comfortable you feel about uh, making up connectors and there's options. We have lots of options out there to, um, to, to make up, uh, you know, to, to do, you know, our hobby here. So, but I uh, highly recommend looking for connectors that are silver plated, have a Teflon insulation and, um, and you know, yeah, the, the, the nickel plated ones are, you know, nice and shiny and, and you even see those gold ones. And, uh, at the ham fest is like ooh gold but i've never tried it i don't know how well they solder up and uh but i mean they look pretty so uh but uh it it, it we're investing into our hobby here yeah some people they might kind of doubt on the investment but you know we're, we're spending a fair amount of money into our radios and and cable and and a, a decent antenna system. We want a lot of enjoyment, and if we do it right at the first time, then uh, then we'll get you know many years of uh, of service, and th and that's what it's all about. Unless you want to you know go out there and constantly be working and fixing antenna systems or trying to <laughs> change out cable connectors, and I'd rather be sitting in the chair here and operating uh, versus. Uh, chugging through the middle of the snow and trying to fix something when I don't have to. I already do enough of that at work. I don't need to do it here at home. All right. Well, thank you for that, Steve. We're going to, uh, we're going to wrap up side a to this vinyl record. I, I just like to talk in terms of vinyl and records and music. It's a, it's a thing. Uh, but side one, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to flip the record over here. Uh, so we'll have two shows this week on the audio side. 
Uh, we're not going anywhere here actually on YouTube and Facebook. So go ahead and continue to put your comments or questions about connectors down. We have a couple of questions we want to get to about coax from last week. And uh, we'll take a break. 30 seconds. We'll come back and we'll work on those and your questions next. This is 100 Watts and a Wire. To join the 100 Watts and a Wire community, visit 100wattsandawire.com.